Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Welcome to A Couch Divided Podcast. I'm Nick Thomas. Alongside with me, as always, is the ravishing, <laughs> the lovely Dr. Robin Hall. <laughs> Hello, Nick. We had a blooper right before this. And oh I used gosh. lovely and we just had a discussion about adjectives. So I included the one that I usually use is lovely and then uh, ravishing, ravishing as well. Yes. <laughs> um, and I was saying that, that ravishing, I, I think I may have even said this before, ravishing reminds me of the cover of like a, a 1980s Harlequin <laughs> romance novel, you know, with the like yeah. Southern oh, Belle on the oh, front I get cover, it. The, sh- the you know those shoulders oh, exposed yeah. and the like. Um, what was that model's name? I can't believe it's not Butter Guy, Fabio. Fa- the, was it Fabio I that think, did? Fa- I can't yeah, believe it's the not like Butter? Fabio looking dude oh, in the background. Goodness. You know the rancher yeah. or the yeah. <laughs> the farm hand. Yeah, <clears throat> Fabio. Yes. Well, how are you doing today? Um, I'm Nick? pretty good. I, I was excited about the, you know, the the last episode that we did with yeah. her theology. I thought it went, uh, you know, over really well. Yeah, we hope you guys liked that. We had so much fun doing it. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, she's messaged us, and she's gotten good responses too as well. Uh, some press back uh, from her, uh, you know, uh, uh, community from her community uh, where she's uh, living at too as well. That's it's intense times in Australia. So just be in for a prayer for her. Yeah, for those of you yeah. guys that missed our last episode we um spoke with Cass Backhouse Mm -hmm. who is the host of her theology out of Australia Mm -hmm. and um, we talked about fear Mm -hmm. um specifically as it relates to COVID um the COVID panic we're gonna have to have a term for that for this all of this eventually in hindsight um but yeah check her out her podcast is awesome um when we started talking I went back to the beginning of their because I always do that. Whenever I mm-hmm. find a new podcast that I like, I stop listening to the current episodes and go back to the beginning. Because I feel like I get to know the podcaster better if I well, st- yeah. if I start at the beginning of their stuff. Oh, yeah. So some of their early stuff is so awesome. Their first series is on the five solas. And, oh, man, I could just listen to it over and over again. Oh, yeah. It's so great. So, yeah, anyway, check it out. Check her out. She's great. She's like a single superhero woman um, making sacrifices for christ down in australia it's pretty cool very edifying to talk with her oh yeah and uh i want to do another episode with her too as well so what we would gotta... you guys like to hear like if we were going to do another crossover with uh, aussie friends that doesn't sound australian she's like aussie 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 yeah <laughs> no. i love that i don't know why i have such trouble <laughs> my sister is so this is completely off topic but right. um my dear sweet sister who i love very much Whenever she tries to do any accent, it comes out Italian. Oh, really? Like, 
like Mario, like the Mario games. Got some music right at the like end. Like Mar- Mario and Luigi. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm poking fun at her. It's hilarious. Um, Hopefully she'll forgive me. I think she will. No, I'm I'm telling on you. So <laughs> I know where I'm telling on you. Anyway. But so, um yes, housekeeping stuff, Nick. But uh yeah, housekeeping. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to that episode. You can find it on a, a couchdivided.com. In fact, you can find a lot of our episodes on a couchdivided.com. Actually all of them <laughs> on a couchdivided.com. Uh go to our website, check out our uh, podcast. This is also gives you uh, an opportunity to become a partner with us as well. Yeah. At the end of each episode, you will see a, a spot to donate. If you go uh, click on our homepage, you also see a link uh, to donate uh, as well. We would appreciate it. It helps us keep the uh, keeps the lights, lights on. on. Yeah, we don't get paid for this, um, and we're doing this completely free. We would like to keep it free. Uh, so please, uh, uh, if um, uh, if you if feel you, so yeah, if you feel so led and obliged, uh, we would uh, we would uh, welcome that. Be eternally grateful. Yes, and be eternally grateful uh, for this uh, as well. So thank you uh, very much for listening. We have awesome listeners. We have an awesome audience. Um, we love when you guys engage with us. Uh, keep doing so. Uh, just like Robin said, what would you guys like to listen to? Uh, we uh, we have a backlog oh, yes. of, of a lot of things. So the messages that we have received from you. They don't go unnoticed, and sometimes oh, we don't no, always yeah. get a chance to reply. But believe me, we see the messages. We read them, and yes, and, and we get we take we take everything that you're saying into consideration. We right. have a long list of topics we're going to cover, and you know, a lot of you uh, have been asking about ADHD. That is coming down the line yes. too as well. So I wanted to get that out there. So prepare the for that. Yes, yes, it's it's down uh, on the pi- uh, pipeline. It's not an easy topic to talk about, and so we're going to you know we're going to have to do uh, uh, you know a little bit of prep. Uh, yeah, we're that. taking yeah. our time. Um, yeah, we're taking our time, like making sure that we research what we're ta- right. we're going to talk about. Well, but yeah, we we actually have so many cool things scheduled for this year. Um, we can't wait to share it with you guys. So please like us. Yeah, follow us, share us, tell your friends and family. Um, our hope is to change how the church deals with mental health, yes. like for the glory of God. Right. That's exactly what we're doing here at a Couch Divided. Where. Secular psychology <laughs> meets a biblical worldview. Meets a biblical worldview. I All right, that. bye. See ya. Yeah, that sounded oh, like a conclusion, didn't it? That yeah, was yeah. a mic drop moment. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a Liz Lemon out. <laughs> um, we should get like a coffee mug that says that. Yeah, uh, well, something. we need to, I love the fact that you have um, kind of a thermos or what is it? What, what it's do they a call hydro it? flask. Yeah, a hydro flask, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, that has our logo uh, a logo on it and I uh, i'd be uh, keen to do something like that if they weren't so expensive i know my husband <laughs> did that for me for christmas yeah no it's it's, it's so it's great. gorgeous i love it i yeah. know it's my favorite color too and it looks so good on it's that yellow, yeah, it's yellow i know and silver. Oh, I love that, it. what like that made just feel like so established seeing that right i got like um um the coasters yeah the coasters <laughs> in there and then we got a poster I and know. then we got this yeah yeah they're great yeah <laughs> we feel like we're real guys but it's all for us, I suppose, right no. now. Oh my, no. Yeah, <laughs> we want to make it for you. I know we'd love to do that kind of thing in the future, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what are we talking about today? Well, Nick, we are. Um, this episode will be released actually very soon. We've gotten kind of off uh, like our scheduling timeline recently because mm-hmm. I was sick for a while. My family was sick. And everybody's sick. Yeah, yeah, it's just been going around. So um, you're actually going to hear this right after we record it. Right. Um, but so that's what February 1st, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's February first. So we figured the end of January, the beginning of February. Um, so well, I guess I feel like I should be completely transparent and honest about this. We originally planned to do this topic at the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Right, right around the new year, but with everything that happened, it was delayed. Right, mm-hmm. and God's sovereign timing of things and His control. Right, um, and so we are now getting around to doing this um, at what I think is a much better time. Um, and we didn't even plan it, so the end of January. Right. Um, I feel like I'm building up to this. We are going to be talking about resolutions today, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that's awesome. So resolutions at the end of the month. <laughs> of January. As opposed to the beginning. Right. Uh, so why? Uh, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah, why, Nick? Why is that so, like, fun? Why does this prove God has such a, like, a sense of humor to me? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, because usually people talk about New Year's resolutions January 1st, right? Of uh, course. Or, you know, maybe slightly before that, preparing right. for that. Right. But we did it at the end of the month. The end of January. Um, at the end of the January, yes. right? Uh, to be being the last uh, the day of day January. January um, and it, it's actually timely because, well, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, you know? how, how y'all doing <laughs> with those New Year's with, resolutions? With your New Year's resolutions, 31 yeah. days in, yeah. And right. please don't hear any spite in that remark. No, because we were just we're, talking to yeah, ourselves. You're we like, are oh. so guilty of this yeah. already. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, how y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> And so we really wanted to talk about the true nature of resolve and uh-huh. resolutions, um, you know, whether like, are they biblical? There's, I didn't actually realize there was so much controversy over this topic um, until we started oh, yeah. looking at it, but um, I don't think there needs to be. I think hopefully at the end of our conversation, you guys will feel, you know, there's always got a good grip on it. There's always a pastor uh, out there that is preaching either for resolutions or against resolutions. True. Or there's a, a sense of apathy about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can give or, you know, leave it. In and of itself, it's not sinful. So, you know, what, you know, what are, uh, you know, what are they about and how should we respond to them um, is really the question. But then I think a lot of people, you know, they see the world, you know, people who believe in Jesus, people who do not believe in Jesus, both doing the same thing. Like, sure. you, and to the Christian, it's, well, we have to separate ourselves. We can't get with these things, you know, Mm. but the Bible talks about resolve all over the place. Sure. Oh, well, maybe that is, you think that's like, well, that's part of it, what it is. I, I, so the pastors that are preaching against it, they're like, don't do new year's resolutions. Just focus on Jesus. Like, don't, so like, don't, don't like align yourself with a fad yeah, or like an empty promise. Yeah. Yeah. A trend. I can see that. Well, and the truth is yes, absolutely. Like we do have to, we should focus on Jesus. Um, but there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with like setting goals Mm -hmm. and main making, creating and building good habits, right. right? Resolving those things. So we typically start with, um, reviewing what the world says about, resolution or about Mm -hmm. something whatever our topic is and then move into what god says but Mm -hmm. for our topic today this conversation we're going to start with what god says because i think having that really good foundation is important when we look at what the world says um uh, says about them because it can kind of feel it's one of those like like disguised things like it looks kind of christian right so it can be really confusing right because you know know, a part of that is taking care of your body Mm -hmm. uh right a lot of people have uh health um resolutions yes uh, right and since god typically is seems to be the number one right i'm gonna get to the gym i'm gonna lose weight or i'm just going to change my relationship with food or whatever it may be 
Uh, the reason, you know, that could be a Christian ethic. Why? Because God has given you a body and you're supposed to take care of it. Right, of course. Um, and then there are ways, especially uh, in the 21st century, based off of how we live, um, ways to do that, you know, as opposed to um, when we didn't have all that technology, you know, everybody walked everywhere. Maybe everybody got, the, you know, uh, enough exercise. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm just making, uh, uh, you know, a point there. But, um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, how do you, you know, uh, how do you take care of what uh, God has given you? Uh, you inherited uh, something, so therefore you should nurture it, right? Um, and that is, that's all over the Bible too as well. Right. But then we... You know, the human condition is prone to um, disassociate from God. Obviously, that's our, that's our nature. And so we start looking at these things um, like an idol. Sure. Uh, and I think that's one of the pressbacks, too, as well, is that uh, your suffering and the way you want to resolve that or just, you know, uh, behavior issues or just things that you want to improve on, you want to resolve that, but you end up making it an idol, too, as well. And so that's the press back sometimes against the uh, with the Christian community, oh, um, I see. you know, of that. Um, well, I mean, yeah. So you uh, you don't want you want to avoid making an idol of anything. <coughs> yeah. So don't. I do think there is like the the pressure, like the pressure to perform or to like com- fulfill New, New Year's resolutions is mm-hmm. probably um, where some of that anxiety mm-hmm. comes from. Um, like that fear of failure mm-hmm. we were talking about. Anyway, we're, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Should I stay on over again? No, you're fine. <sighs> Gosh, what is going on today? I resolved for this to be better. You're going to have to cut so much stuff. Um, okay, so um, I think we should probably start with like uh, what is a like what is a resolution? Right. Yeah. How do we define that? Because um, it's going to be um, different the way that God talks about resolve, having resolve for something, and the way the world mm-hmm. talks about having resolve for something. So, um, Nick and I listened to this really quick little um, podcast interaction um, with John Piper, and who I don't even actually know what the podcast was. Do you know what the podcast was, Nick? Well, it was. Um Ask Dr. John podcast. Oh, um, oh, okay. Um, anyway, he's addressing this whole issue of like what what's what are resolutions, New Year's resolutions, are they effective, are they not? And I really like what he says. So I think I'm just gonna go ahead and read part of it. Mm-hmm. Are you good with that, Nick? Mm-hmm. Um so the question that gets asked is uh um so his uh Tony, I think is the Host, Pastor John, some Christians believe in New Year's resolutions. Others mock resolutions. Most people simply seem to avoid resolutions altogether. Mm. I'm like, that has definitely been Yeah, I was like, I was the latter on that one, yeah. Um, Funnily, not not this year, but for the last couple of years. (laughs) Um, Most, uh, we sorry, but we are getting a number of email questions on this from both resolution setters and resolution haters. So the question for you is this. For the Christian... Are New Year's resolutions helpful? Are they harmful? Or are they just a setup for eventual failure? How should we think biblically about resolutions? Okay, so this is uh, John Piper's response. Well, as always, Tony, it depends on what you mean by resolutions. If you mean declarations on what you intend to do by dint of willpower, then that will not only probably fail, but if it doesn't fail, 
It is not Christian either. So if it fails, it fails. And if it succeeds, it fails. Because that is not what the Christian life is. It is not lived that way. Mm. Not at the beginning of a year, not at the beginning of a day, or the beginning of an hour. Mm. You don't screw up your willpower to obey a command and resolve to do a thing by virtue of strong resolution and call that Christianity. Mm. It is not. Mm. Man. That's pretty authoritative, too, Heck as well. Yeah, man. He's, he does. He just says it with such authority. And there's a reason why he's saying that, too, as well, because it may sound confusing um, uh, at yeah. first. You know, why isn't it uh, Christianity? And, and it really, I mean, if you think about it, he goes strong willpower or strong resolve. Right. That's the that's, that's within the key. Your, Yeah. It's within yourself. It's not drawing from anything, and it's not right. from it, Christ. It yeah. isn't It isn't resolving to do things that's unbiblical. That's not yeah. what he's saying. He's yeah. saying that resolving to based on your own willpower is right. what is unbiblical. Right. So he goes on to say the mystery of holiness is that we live our la- lives in the strength of another. That is, we walk by the spirit. We walk by faith in the power of another. We depend on another, namely the Holy spirit to do in us and through us what needs to be done so that another, namely God will get the glory. I love that. I thought it was well articulated. Right. So the idea when we are relying on our own self-will, right, to change, to like achieve goals, whatever it is, right, Mm -hmm. whatever we're resolved to do, we are like essentially usurping God's glory by making the focus self and not the focus him. Right. When we rely on our own strength, we aren't relying on his strength. Right. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to the be uh, beatitudes on this, and we mentioned this a little bit before we were recording, but it it does say that the meek shall inherit the earth. And uh, again, a lot of people go, well, you know, you have to be weak, and you know, uh, there there's Mennonites who take that passage and go, see passivity all over the place. You know, you just have to be meek and meek and meek. Oh, is that what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I there's, think, I think Pastor John might take that approach, actually. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, no controversy fun. whatsoever. Yeah, right? I, de- um, I definitely don't agree. But with that. then there is then there's other places where you know it says you know that uh, you know Christ says my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. The reason why the meek shall inherit the earth is because we've determined that in and of ourselves, we can do nothing outside of Christ. Right. And we have to forego our own strength and draw strength from heaven. Right. Um, and that's what it means to, that's biblical meekness. I mean, right. And really, when you look at the Greek word, it, it really is a foregoing of self and drawing from something else. Right. It but, is a complete divorce yeah. from pride. Right, right, right. Right. From any type of self-applausal, um, self-applausal, is that a thing? I don't know, but I got it. Anyway, yeah. N- like patting yourself on the back, right? Right, right. Um, it is... It ensures, like, when we are acknowledging that we are only dependent on God's, yeah, right, uh, gifting of strength to do right. anything, then He automatically, by default, gets the glory. Yes. <laughs> Robin's having trouble with her mic. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, anyway, is it nah. is it echoing now? No, no, you're good. Okay. No, you're good. And so, like, I, you know, again, I'll, I'll just address the meekness. It doesn't mean being, you know, walking around uh, like you're nothing or you're weak and you or you have no strength or power or, or anything like that at all. Again, the whole point of talking about this is drawing 
strength from from the Lord. Right. And so when we make our resolves in our own heart, that should be the practice um, that we're considering before, you know, we even attempt such a thing. And does it bring God glory? Does it lead you to him? Uh, this also allows you to discern what is good um, as well. We know that exercise is good. So sure. determining to the fact that you're going to take care of your body um, is good long as it's done in faith and brings glory to Christ. And how do you do that? And um, and that is what really John Piper's talking about right there. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we keep using like health just because it's it is so common. Yeah. Well, it's the typical it op, it uh, it occupies like the top few spaces on the resolution list. Right, right. right. So um, my biggest one is time management. I mean, really, I just stink at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I I think that w- this is just true. People really like and need structure. Structuring your day, structuring your week, stru- what structure, we like we like habits. We mm. like being able to find a routine and find a rhythm for something. So there's nothing wrong with doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But in all of that, you are acknowledging and relying on God's gifting of you, gifting to you of grace and discipline mm-hmm. and the strength, the motivation to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Your eyes are always focused on him. Mm-hmm. And then it isn't a matter of willpower. You're not relying on yourself mm-hmm. anymore. You're relying on, you're doing what we should be doing all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Relying on Christ. Um, so yeah, the, if you guys are interested, you can find the little thing that we listen to on desiringgod.org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find anything that Piper's done ever for on desiringgod.org for free. It's pretty cool. So the question that we asked in the beginning, you know, how are you yeah, doing with this? A little resolution checkup. If you're struggling, what we're not saying is get rid of your resolution. No, no. But maybe you need to reorientate it a yes, little bit right. and go back to the foundations of why you even said this in the first place. So I think um, that this is something that uh, the uh, the secular world addresses um, pretty pointedly. Like, you know, w- maybe the issue is not like resolutions so much in, the, in and of themselves, but why we need we feel we need to resolve anything like that right. to begin with. You know, why are we not taking care of on our day-to-day lives, right, that we should be taking care of that weren't, you know, that lead us or compel us essentially to make resolutions, mm-hmm. right? And I think as Christians we're supposed to be leading our lives in faith, not faith of our own, Mm -hmm. but faith that God has gifted to us. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't even get better than that because if I have to rely on my own faith, man, we are in serious trouble. Because I make compromises. Oh my gosh. All the time without even knowing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, they gave you, uh, I remember when you were reading that article and they were giving you um, on psychology today, they were giving you, uh, you know, like tips, you know, it's like, uh, well, you know, if you, you know, uh, resolve to do the laundry, you know, put it out in front of you the yeah. next day so that you'd be repulsed by it. And then you go in and ended up doing it. But me as a single male, I go, okay, I'll attempt that. But then the next day I'm going to 
justify why it's not so repulsive to me anymore and I'm going to end up, you know, befriending it. <laughs> and so it just stays there. <laughs> befriending the laundry but, uh, but that also comes down to I have no responsibility towards anybody else but myself. Now, that's selfishness because I obviously do. Right. But as a single male, you ended up getting into that mentality. And it's best to actually practice those healthy things as if there were. Right. Uh, because you are eventually going to be responsible for a lot more than just yourself. Right. And, and there's uh, a lot of benefit to to having a routine like that i mean there's a reason why in the military there's lots of reasons why you have to shine your dress shoes in a certain way you have to make your bed in a certain way yeah like there things are not tolerated timeliness is critical if you're not 15 minutes early you're late right Mm -hmm. um those habits are good habits to be in Mm -hmm. right and like you're saying you have you haven't had at like any type of external motivation yes to change those right. habits right? right and i think that really speaks to what piper is saying here we fail a lot of the time in keeping resolutions because we are totally depending on our own will right right or our our willpower and the truth is and we'll f- we'll find out when we like move more into the secular psychology piece um Knowing that something is good for you mm-hmm. is not enough yeah. to motivate you to do it or to yeah. keep doing it. Yeah, you don't, you know, you find ways not. that you don't care about it. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I think, I think, so the main message here is setting up New Year's resolutions in the way that the world sets up New Year's resolutions, right? As a, like something that's totally going to be dependent on self-will, self-discipline, et cetera. Mm is n- it doesn't acknowledge the gospel. Mm. It doesn't acknowledge that like strength is gifted to you by God. Right? This mm. it isn't a matter of willpower when right. because if it is then not all the glory belongs to God. We Some like, of the glory begun- belongs to you. We sound like Calvinists. <laughs> I think we might. Be. I think we might be. Well, I mean uh, it, when it comes down to salvation that's also the way it works right. as well. Like it, it does say You stand- can't do anything, yeah. y'all. Yeah. You can't do anything. The the believing part, because this is uh, this can be like an Arminian argument, right? Mm-hmm. The believing part, I have to believe. The believing is a gift. The faith to believe right. is a gift. Mm-hmm. So, and we're not trying to be hard with anybody. Read scripture. Mm-hmm. Go read scripture and and vet what we're saying against scripture. Mm-hmm. Please, always do that. Please, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the yeah the the theme, the overarching theme is. You are absolutely called by God to be, we're called to be the best at what we do. Where's that scripture, Nick? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't, uh, (laughs) I mean, it does say be holy as I am holy. God does call you to perfection, but that's why you need Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So his standard is perfection. Good luck living up to it. Right. Um, And then comes uh, Christ Mm -hmm. um, who mediates for you, was the perfect one who did keep the law who gives you his righteousness so that you can rest um, and grow. Right. And now as you're walking with him, I mean, the Bible says walk in a matter worthy of the gospel that you've received. We work and resolve things in our heart by Christ's power and his grace to what? Glorify him. Right. The end result, though we reap the benefits of improvement, is always going to be um, glorifying God in that way. And so just to go back, knowing something is good for you is certainly not enough 
to make you change. We see this in salvation. Romans 1 says that you do know who God is and that you suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Imagine knowing that God exists and not caring Right. That you're just going to do what you want are going to do anyway. And it's so much is that that later on gives you over to a debased mind and you don't even know that you're doing it anymore. Yeah. That's what that means to have a debased mind, right? He's basically saying you become dumb mm-hmm. in your thinking. Fool. A foolish mind. Yeah. So um, uh, if this is all through... Um, I mean, it's all throughout scripture, but it's all through the New Testament. Um, Paul talk, I mean, you look at Paul's work ethic, period, right? It's like he had to develop really good habits in order to do what he Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. And he worked really hard to do it. So Mm -hmm. what we're not saying is that you shouldn't be resolved Mm -hmm. towards changed behavior. What we're saying is is that you shouldn't depend on your own willpower, Mm -hmm. right? For the accomplishment of that resolution. So, um. One of the uh, the things that you brought up, Nick, before we started to record was um, Jonathan Edwards. Oh, yeah. He had a book of resolves. Uh, yeah. Who was Jonathan Edwards? Give uh, Jonathan Edwards was a, you know, is a, a Puritan type, a, a, a theologian. A Puritan uh, type. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was a brilliant. I mean, we were just talking about John Piper. John Piper always talks about Jonathan Edwards. If you're, uh, you know, reformed at all and you don't know who Jonathan Edwards is, then you're really not reformed, right? But but he is a classic theologian. A classic theologian. Um, I have a couple of his books. Um, um, uh, Religious Affections is is a really good uh, book by Jonathan Edwards. Um, But this guy was a poet, and he was uh, was a thinker, um, and uh, I love the Lord Jesus. Um, and we contribute a lot of thought and a lot of, I mean, we were talking about the fear of God, um, in our last podcast. Um, and, uh, one of the things that came to mind were, uh, was Jonathan Edwards sermon, um, uh, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Yeah. And, uh, that convicted a lot of people when that was first read. I had to read that in school and oh, pub- really? in public school. Oh, really? Yeah. But now I can't remember when exactly i feel like i was younger i feel uh whenever we were studying in history yeah puritans that we had to read that yeah and i might have read it later it's one of the most famous sermons did you read it yeah 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 it's it's for those of you that haven't i mean you can find it access to it on dr google will provide access yeah there is a pdf version of it yeah i mean it's been it's been read massively since the day uh it was uh um published but um it was it's a it's a it's a manuscript it's a transcript of what he was what he was um saying, preaching and right. saying now a lot of those guys back then would write word for word and they would just go up there and, and you know there wasn't a lot of charismatic preachers though I'm, I'm sure there were some but uh charles spurgeon was one of them that that came much later um uh, he kind of shifted everything <laughs> uh, he didn't, uh you the, mean he didn't write out every word is that what you're saying? Charles Spurgeon? Yeah. No, man, he was just a wordsmith. But I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure he had structure, but I'm like, no, man, uh, this guy this guy knew sure. how to speak. Yeah. Um, and he could speak off the cuff. But uh, Jonathan Edwards read every word and it convicted people. 
Yeah. Just to show you that you don't need a dynamic guy behind a pulpit to convict. You know what I mean? The Holy Spirit. If you're speaking truth, uh, it'll happen. Right. So, Um, yeah. So he was was a a Puritan. Um, He played a role in the Great Awakening. I'm looking at the Encyclopedia Britannica online. Mm -hmm. He was born in uh, 1703 in Connecticut. Right. And died age 54. Mm Mm-hmm. 1758 in Princeton, New Jersey. And he was educated at Yale, taught at Yale also. Mm. Um, But yeah, you guys can check that out. Anyway, um, he's interesting because, um, well, he's interesting for a lot of reasons, like Nick was saying, but he listed resolutions, Mm -hmm. a whole lot of them. (laughs) You were saying you think over 100, Nick. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what the number is. Yeah, I forgot how many. Um, That you can also find online um you can find that at desiringgod.org too if you'd and like. you have a few of them right yeah yeah um so but i think that the first one like number one on his list is so awesome mm-hmm. so we wanted to share it with you yeah um so a uh, desiring god actually groups these resolutions into categories like they group them based on right um like what their you know desired outcome i guess um the structure of what they're talking about, like yeah. time management or whatever. But they keep the original number, so you guys yeah. can track it that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is this is listed as number one. So mm-hmm. um, resolved that I will do whatsoever I think to be most to God's glory and my own good, profit and pleasure in the whole of my duration without any consideration of the time, mm-hmm. whether now or never, so many myriads of ages hence, Resolve to do whatever I think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general. Resolve to do this, whatever difficulties I meet with, how many and how great soever. Wow. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and, man. I <laughs> And so this that's like that's an internal resolve. I'm right so there. convicted by this. Oh yeah. I'm so convicted by it. And I hope you guys are too. Um that I wanted to share this with you. Because I was so convicted by it, but also because like this should always be our resolution mm-hmm. as Christians, right? Mm-hmm. This should be it. And if like this is what we resolve, right? If our resolutions revolve around God's glory, mm-hmm. then we won't fail because it's not of our strength, right? That is exactly. And John Piper brought that. He that, did. Uh, uh, brought this verse up. I'm going to read this, though, uh, in Second Thessalonians uh, 1, uh, 11 through 12. He goes, uh, to this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good uh, and every work of faith by his power. So that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. And you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ, bringing glory to God so that everything Jesus Christ may be glorified. Right. So that every good resolve that you have may bring glory to Christ. Right. To the smallest, to the biggest. I don't think that God shows partiality on that, though he would certainly understand the weight uh, uh, of of that, uh, uh, of something heavier uh, upon us. Um, and, uh, this is just like, we, I know we were talking about this before too. There's just such a difference between this type of person, a Jonathan Edwards type of person. Right. And like the, <laughs> the average, you know, American 
I would like churchgoer or non-churchgoer, you know, I think, and not just American, we were talking about this. Uh, there's, we have, we have worshiped so greatly and are worshiping this idol of distraction. Mm -hmm. We're so distractible. It's so easy to escape into other universes. Um, I mean, like in an instant, we don't have to wait at all for like Netflix. And I mean, we just have access and time to do things mm -hmm. like relax that people before us did not have. Yeah. And, um, this is obviously all in God's control and sovereignty, but I think it's this new manifestation of idolatry. I mean, it's, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Right. But it's this way that we are making idols out of things that weren't in existence in this guy's day and age, mm -hmm. right? Um, for him to even make an idol out of. And, um, like my nephew was just complaining about that uh, he had to wait thirty seconds for a web page to load. <laughs> man, do you remember dial-up, Nick? Yeah, I know, man. We used to have to wait fifteen minutes just for AOL to tell us that we can go online. Oh my gosh, I remember <laughs> when I would start downloading a song, and if like, your mom was on like, the phone, you couldn't get on at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah, and then not, and it wouldn't be done until the next morning. Yeah, yeah. Like, one download something. Yeah, yeah, on Napster. Do you remember Napster? Oh yeah, I got plenty of viruses from. Yeah, Napster. LimeWire and Napster. Oh, yeah, yeah. LimeWire. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this is the point. The point is be resolved to glorify Christ in right. everything you do. Right. Lean on his strength, on the strength that God provides you, not on your own will. And go ahead and make lists and goals and work towards them. But don't worship them and don't misplace where the strength is. To make any changes like that are going to be coming from. Right. Right. Um, I hope, I don't think she would mind me saying this. My mother-in-law, she says this uh, frequently that it wasn't until she just, uh, I don't actually remember the terminology that she uses until I gave it to the Lord, something like that, um, that I finally got like my eating habits better like he had to move in me mm -hmm. she had to acknowledge that it was him that had to move in her so that she could change right. her relationship with food she lost like 60 pounds yay cast um, your cares upon the lord and he will sustain you right yeah. right <laughs> um but what that doesn't mean is that you just like now refuse to do anything right about well, yeah a lot of people even take it that way like right. the uh, let go and let god oh. kind of thing and that just makes you sit on the couch and just yes. wait for something to happen and then you grow bitter that it didn't right Right. God does not. This isn't permission to just sit around and like wait for God and, to lightning zap yeah, you. Yeah, and who can command God? You know what I mean? No. Let go and let God. And God's like, finally, right? You told me what to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, and uh, there are uh, there's enough wisdom in His Word uh, for you to discern to go about doing what you need to do mm -hmm. it gives you a lot of freedom right as well being being disciplined so a lot of people think that they need to find motivation right for it's really not about that it's about discipline it's about right. creating the habit and we'll read like through some of that here in just a second right um so if you can be disciplined right in the changes right. that you're making disciplined through the initial adverse oh i don't like what the, i don't like this you know um 
then like once the habit is established, right. it becomes second nature. Like right. it become you don't have to think about it. It's much more reflexive. You will just choose to do healthier things by reflex and it won't be this struggle, right? That internal struggle, right? To always be making the healthier choice. It just becomes the choice that you make. I'm going to, I'm going to share something uh, personal if you don't mind. Um, uh, we talk about intrusive thoughts a yes. lot. You should lay down on the couch, Nick, for this. It, right, right. <laughs> should I? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll turn around. <laughs> well, sometimes uh, you're caught off guard. You're blindsided by these things too as well. And I'm the most vulnerable when I get up. I don't know about you. In the mornings uh, when I wake up, I can be very emotional. Don't uh, like. Oh yeah. I don't mean, show me old yeller in the morning. I am going to cry, kind of thing. Oh, like I that. Get, yeah. I get so I thought. But by you, ten o'clock, I don't care what happens. Is that because dog. you're so really tired? I don't know. I've always been like that. Uh, Ever just, since you were a kid. Yeah, even if I'm wide awake, it, it just takes me a few hours to get emotionally straight. How interesting. And it, it's just sensitivity. It's not brutal. Right, right, But it's right. just like I can easily cry in the morning, no problem. Right. You know what I mean? Or I, I just like certain things that maybe throughout the day I wouldn't necessarily give attention to as that's much as I would. A, yeah. That's interesting. We should, yeah. that should be like, we should make that a topic to explore. Like, is there, yeah, for sure. I don't know. an actual phenomenon that occurs I don't know. Way? Maybe I'm just squishy. I'm just lovey in the morning and, <laughs> and that's what it is, you know? And that's my new podcast, <laughs> by the way. Nick squishy, Tom. lovey in the morning. Yeah. Lovey in the morning. With oh Nick no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't like, I don't like. The, and uh, and the maybe it's because I'm tired, but even if I'm wide awake, you know, huh. uh, I can get a little emotional. See, I, I can, cause I can be really emotional in the morning when I'm really tired. Right. But then <clears throat> that also has sort of another face to it too, as well. Um, let's say intrusive thoughts start to happen at that moment where I'm the most vulnerable, oh, yes. which is in the morning. Sure. That can get me angry. Okay. Right. And, um, there were, uh, I, I had some of those moments uh, this morning Oh wow! Uh, okay. when I woke up. I won't go uh, back at, you know, what those thoughts were, what those uh, things were. It was just, it was just bitterness and angry uh, and anger that was coming out. Sure. And there were some things that I did not like myself thinking. Oh yeah. And though I understood why they were happening and I'm like, it's the morning, I just got to get past it. For some reason my impulsiveness was to go directly to prayer uh, at that point. Mm. Why? I could have just let it go and it would have passed. Sure. I knew it. I know my body. I know my mind. It would have passed. Um, but I went, this is sin and I have to sit down here right, and real I quick. Ha- right. I have to treat it like it's important right. because it is. If I ever want to kill it. Right. If I ever want to put it to death. We were talking about that. It becomes second nature. Right. I was, I had to go down in prayer. That's so cool, Nick. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I go, man, there was a time in my life where I would have just, le- even even with my walk in Christ three years ago, four years ago, right? I've been walking with Christ for six years, that I probably would have just struggled through that and, and waited it out. Like winced through right. it. And I'm not talking just because I went down in prayer, everything was resolved. No. no. I just wanted to make sure that my heart knew that I was with the Lord. So <laughs> you were relying on his strength. It was just building up a foundation. Yeah, yeah, in that moment and not your own. Right. And that, like, you build habits like that by going to scripture. Yeah. By praying regularly, right? All those things are great. They're all great to do and to have. Right. Um, 
but we don't we don't idolize like our own will as the deciding factor, right? Even if it is right. like willpower, right? Right. right. Um, because the as a Christian, the glory goes to God. Right. As a Christian, the glory goes to God. So I think that's such a. I'm glad you shared that because it's such a. I I, and I, I know as uh, illustration of exactly, exactly really what we're talking about, and I know I was talking vague because everybody's like, "Well, were you, what were you thinking? What no. was going on?" You know what I mean? And I mean, if you really want to know, I guess you can personally message me. But oh, I, no. I'm an open book, and you you know me. <laughs> but uh, for the sake of you know uh, the conversation and um, um, uh, in my point, um, I was being a little vague. But uh, uh, but yeah, I I just you know I had that moment this morning, and I've had many a moments like this, and I bet you uh, who are listening at home had many moments uh, uh, like this. Um, but through the course of sanctification and the transforming and the renewal of my mind, that became my uh, response to this, mm-hmm. right? I'm not always successful, but this morning I was. And it's because I'm like, I just did not like the intensity of these thoughts and what they were generating and what I was feeling. They were thoughts on becoming of a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read the uh, Pilgrim's Progress too as well, uh, John Bunyan talks about that, uh, or a character in the story is, has uh, certain thoughts that he uh, doesn't like, and he actually uh, equates those to blasphemy mm. uh, uh, in, uh, in Pilgrim's Progress, right? Um, and doesn't understand why. He doesn't feel these things. He doesn't understand why he's having these thoughts. It's not like he believes them. And there are the works of the devil. Sure. Um, and there are spiritual things that are just, you're just you're going to be blindsided by right of right, course right that happens and then the enticing of your own heart otherwise yep. they wouldn't be effective at all right and right. so there is something in you there <laughs> uh, there yeah. that you have to resolve mm-hmm. um and sometimes if it, even if it's in the moment right Absolutely. now if they kept happening um then I would probably, that's another category. I'm going to have to analyze why my mind is always so bent towards that. Sure. Every, like, if, let's just say if they happen daily. They don't happen daily. Right. Um, then, then there's some sanctification that is needed, and we need to analyze where this is coming from. We may need to resolve some kind of pain um, in your life to prevent uh, these uh, from happening so much in the future. I mean, that's the nature of counseling, and that's why we do what we do. But uh, at the, it was just that moment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And even that moment, God cares about do that, resolving your heart what to do. And it may not heal right away. Yeah. But the foundation is there and your heart's appropriated. That, now you can battle appropriately. Right. And I think that's the mentality that we have to go into in, even in resolutions as well. But yeah. I mean, that it absolutely. Right. I mean, that is the way. That is, that, right, that right, is right. the way to approach it. Right. Um, I love this. So this is number. Um, okay. The, this is number 37. Um, and then I'm going to read number 40. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> resolved so this is jonathan edwards again sorry mm-hmm. we <laughs> there was a big discussion in between our right, last one right resolved to inquire every night as i am going to bed wherein i have been negligent what sin i have committed and wherein i have denied myself mm. also at the end of every week month and year mm. so i love this like juxtaposition to his first resolution which is very like grand and general and all-encompassing, right? 
this has that element to it because he's talking about sin, right? And we should be examining ourselves for sin. But he also gets really specific with, I'm going to do this Mm. every night before I go to bed. And these are the specific things I'm going to ask myself, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm not only going to do that every night. I'm going to take a more collective look at it. Like, Mm -hmm. am I progressing in this area Mm -hmm. every week, every month, every year? So there's nothing like for all of you people out there that are list makers. Mm -hmm. I am a list maker. My... And I'm a calendar keeper. Moms, like, you gotta, right? There's nothing wrong with setting out goals, right? L- like, listing out resolutions. But the, again, the heart of it needs to right. be to glorify God because you're acknowledging and recognizing that you're relying on his strength and not your own right. power of will to do any of this stuff, right? Um, so number 40, okay, is resolved mm. to inquire every night before I go to bed, whether I have acted in the best way possible, in the best way I possibly could uh, with respect to eating and drinking. Mm. (laughs) So he gets really specific here, Mm. you know, like not, uh, did I do the best I possibly could in absolutely everything? Like this is very specific to, did I eat well? Did I drink well? Did I drink too much? Did I eat too much? Right? Mm. Um, I love that. I love that so much. Mm. It just makes him such a real guy to me. Um, and I think it's encouraging because so many of us do want to be healthier, right, to do right. better things, with treat the temple that God resides in like it's actually holy, right? right? And, and I can hear the cynics now talking about how burdensome that is because they disagree with self-analysis in such a way where we're looking at God's law to see if we actually are conforming and submitting to it. Right. Because it is, it it could be a huge, huge thing on somebody's mind to always do that. Right. But the resolution in his heart was to bring God glory. So therefore that burden was cast away. It wasn't there. It didn't mean it wasn't hard. Otherwise he wouldn't have to analyze it every week. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. He doesn't, he, why does he need to check in with himself? If yeah. It's so easy to accomplish all of this. But it's not it's not burdened. It, right. it, it doesn't feel that burden. It doesn't. I'm being convicted of my own sin. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't surpass uh, that, that peace that we have in right. God. Right. Um, I think um, that another point that Piper made in his little um, podcast blurb. I thought was really good, um, which right. is when you when we see somebody else doing a good work, and we recognize that it's a good work, right? We should become resolved immediately to do that good work to emulate that good work, right? 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 Um, Actually, Jonathan Edwards said that, right? Uh, is that what you just said? Um, I was saying John Piper, John Piper says it in his little blurb. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Edwards said you know, it was like you know if I see somebody do something you know, uh, that I wish I would have done, you know what I mean? I resolve in my heart to do that good deed. Right. Um, basically what he's saying is I, not to be jealous or somebody or to right. have no that envy, person, no yeah, jealousy, no shame and no self-loathing it either really comes into the concept of outdo each other in honor. Right. I see somebody doing something that I wish I would have done. Then I should thing, do it. Then I should do that. The next time that opportunity avails uh, yes. itself, I should yeah. do it. If not right then, if you can't right. do it with it. Yeah, things like that. But, but um, like it, I think what, I love that because what it's also speaking to is you don't spend time self-whipping because you didn't do that good thing right. that you've watched your neighbor do now. Right. It's about 
like I'm resolved when I come in contact with people who are doing things that are loving and honoring and right. Christ-like and they're glorifying to God. I, I'm resolved to uh, take what I can right from their example right. and emulate it going right. forward, incorporate it now, into my uh, habit. You know, a lot of people dis, uh, uh, you know, uh, disassociate from uh, uh, that only because we've been taught not to compare ourselves to other people. And you really shouldn't. No, but you can't dissociate yourself from other people. You can learn from them. And if that's the case, then go, then be mature enough to go, okay, I'm not them, but man, would I like to do what they're doing? Right. And so, how can I achieve that? Then you can go ask them, but right. <laughs> and, or just simply observe and then mimic. I mean, uh, uh, Paul has said, "Mimic me, imitate right. me, imitate me as I what imitate Christ." Right. That's yes. what we're supposed to do. That's the apostolic we're, example. Yeah, we are like admonished to seek counsel with each other to yeah. exhort one another. They learned from Christ. Then we learned from them. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the exa- yeah. that's I how do, we do things. I really like your your instruction too. Like then go ask them because they'll, oh, yeah, t- sure. they'll tell yeah. you. They'll talk to you about it. Oh, yeah. And believe me, they delight in that. Yes. They're like, wow, you acknowledge that? I didn't think anybody. Right. Oh like, my you gosh. know how many people who are seem self-sufficient, by the way, they're not. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but seem, seem like they got it all together. And you ask them about that. Dr. White is just like that. Uh, when he goes, you know how many times he goes... Man, I love the fact that when people come up to me and go, man, I was trapped in this fundy thing right. or I was trapped in this. And because I heard your sermon, I'm now out of it. You know how much he delights in that? Right. I have to say that he does because he mentions it all the time. <laughs> um, and that's just to let you know that what he's saying, though, yeah, is biblical. It is truth. It does help. Right. And he delights in that feedback, and then he shares that joy with everybody else. Right, and he, I love I that mean, too because it's not, he does it's not selfish. Right? And no, it's not, and and it's like, and it also is reaffirming and vindicating that that I you know I'm I'm not an heir listening to the man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's got credentials, and people have been helped. Right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um. So I think we did like a really good. I don't know. Kind of dappling overview of that from a yeah i love the, the conversation we, we talked had. for a long time about that so i'm going to just go through some of what the world says about um new year's resolutions okay. and i think we can draw like right. i think you can see you can see christian elements here because yeah um we're all made in god's image and god's law is written on all of our hearts right right so, um, this, a lot of this information, um, came from a psychology today article that's referencing a couple of studies. Um, this article was published in 2017. Um, but I thought it was, um, interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and read a little, a little piece of it. Um, so, uh, many surveys suggest that we are terrible at keeping new year's resolutions. Mm. But there is something so emotionally resonant about the possibility of turning over a new leaf. Right, right. Combined with our awareness that we should really lead better lives means making the New Year's resolution means making, sorry, New Year's resolutions is an almost universal activity, just as failing to follow through with them is practically as pop- popular. Mm. Um I anyway, love that. Yeah. Anyway, we all relate to that. That's kind of why like we I am enjoying very much that we are talking about this at the end of January, beginning of February. It's very timely. It's very timely. <laughs> right. Um, and 
not not in a like scornful well, haughty I, way, but like I hey, really, I mean, I I right there with you. I almost didn't want to do it. I'm like, because it's and I'm like, it's January 31st. And it's it's, it's not uh, it's not relevant. And then you're like, um, no, I'm not sure. You know, like how relevant. people, uh, how do you think people are doing? I go, and that's what we do yeah. right there. How do you, <laughs> how's, so relevant. how are you doing? How are you doing? How are y'all doing relying on your own strength and willpower? If right. you're anything like Nick and I, then you have failed you already. Failed. All right. Um, so there, uh, one of the studies that they reference is, is authored by, uh, Caitlin Woolley and I let Fishback out of Cornell university and the university of Chicago. Right. Um, new year's. So they found that 52% of resolutions were health related. So mm. that's where I was getting my statistic right. for, for that being a primary area of focus exercise, mm-hmm. making 31.3% of that up. Eating healthy, 10.4%, and having healthier habits, Mm -hmm. 13.5%. 34% were work-related, so uh, save money was 20.8%, to get out of debt, 12.5%, and then learn something was 0%, um, or get organized was 1%. Mm. Nobody wants to learn anything, apparently. Gotta get organized. And anyway, 5.2% were social goals, like spend more time with family, blah, blah, blah. That reminds me of The Departed. You better get organized, kid. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh-oh. Matt Damon wasn't supposed to, you know, wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And Jack Nicholson, you know, gave him an ultimatum. <laughs> oh, I think I walked out of that movie. I, I love, I love mobsters because they don't give ultimatums. Like they don't give two choice, you know, two scenarios. They say get organized and then leave you to the determination of what they mean if you don't follow it. <laughs> there's always a, there's always an ultimatum when a mobster. Oh, okay. Tells you what to so, do. N- oh. All you have to do is say one thing and you fill in the second one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would hate that so much. Oh, yeah. That stinks. That, like, makes me, makes my eye twitch a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, the study, the same study, um, was published in the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin. And it found that participants believed both enjoyment and importance mattered for how successful they would be at sticking with their resolutions in the future. Mm-hmm. Contrary to what participants believed, the researchers found that only enjoyment predicted long-term persistence. Oh, wow. In other words, guys, we make a fundamental psychological mistake in assuming that we will stick to the plan to attain the goal just because something is clearly important to do. Yeah, right, right, right. So I just like, yes, right? Everybody out there knows this is true mm-hmm. because you feel it at the very center of your bones because mm-hmm. um, we can all we can all relate to it. So right. um, the and, and that's long-term thinking, right? Like, like for the whole year, it's important to take care of my body. So therefore, it's easy to just forego that. But when it comes to the importance of like another individual, that's usually my motivating factor kind what, of thing. What? what do you mean? Well, if it's... If it's okay, so uh, if I have two days to do something and it's for somebody else, the level of importance is actually used as my motivation uh, to do it because somebody's reliant on me. But if it was for the whole year, <laughs> I may be a little sloppy on fulfilling my deeds to that person. But you shorten up that time frame and I got it. So oh. time 
and the and, and then importancy becomes a motivating factor, but it's the longevity. <laughs> well, it's uh, the urgency. Yeah, yeah it, it becomes it's, urgent. It's the whole year because I can go. Well, I, you know, I resolved in my heart to lose sixty pounds, but I can do that in three months. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> so you like think that. that it's like the fact that like the goal isn't more immediate? Yeah, I mean, I agree with the level of importancy. You know, doesn't always give you the. I'm like, I agree with that, but I also think time is included in there because yeah. it is a New Year's resolution. I'm going to resolve to do this. You know, this year. Sure. Um, and I go. I, I think that we look down that tunnel of time and go. I. I, I have right. You give yourself permission to be so lazy. It's a little procrastination yeah. and slothfulness. <laughs> yeah, it's in there. And maybe that's all that, that's and maybe somebody's listening and going, Well, speak for yourself, dude. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> but hope I'm there like... are. I hope there are lots of people out there that are yeah. just saying speak for yourself. Yeah. Um so there was another professor, they're citing his study. Um or her, actually, I'm not sure. Right. Um that talks about like what the they, they're looking specifically at health like exercise um right what you know understanding why we don't work out um really boils down to grasping what happens when we start to think about the decision to exercise mm. so just how much of this decision involves conscious wrestling with yourself over what you ought to do as opposed to what you really want to do will mm. predict how likely you are to keep your fitness resolve mm. Once you get going and start to establish a set of health routines, these then begin to operate below conscious awareness. So this is what we were talking about. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't take very long for things to become habit and reflexive. So mm -hmm. you don't have to think too hard about doing any of it. Um, the benefits of exercise become a positive feedback loop. Physical activity makes us feel better about ourselves and directly improves mental health, well-being, and brain function. Mm -hmm. So all that's true, right? Mm -hmm. Um so why then do all these medical and mental benefits for a more active lifestyle not translate into more rational choosing what is best for us? Mm. Okay, so this guy hypothesizes it boils down to an issue over freedom to do what we want in our leisure time. Mm. What does that actually mean, Nick? Freedom to do uh, what we want in our uh, leisure time. <laughs> really, it's selfishness. It's selfishness. You know, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's. I want what I want, what, and, and I, I'm going to do what I want to do at the time that I want to do it. All right. Uh, yeah. So Professor Seppo um, points out that for most people, daily exercise has to be undertaken after work. It therefore completes, competes excuse me, with other leisure activities, leading to a mental battle in the choice of what you do with your free time. Given that a sense of liberty is the defining characteristic of leisure, anything that threatens that sense of autonomy leads to strong psychological resistance. Mm -hmm. The professor contends that typically when people come home from work, it is the first time during the day when they feel, quote, it is my time to do whatever I want, end quote. And therefore, they do not want to be told what to do. For example, you have to go for a run. This is the last moment where they want to engage in making difficult decisions, mm. right? So, um Essentially, what this guy is saying it's, is that if it infringes on leisure time, it's going to be seen as like an obstacle to autonomy, mm. right? Like all that is just screaming yeah. self-worship. That runs deep in my family. Self-worship self <laughs> to me, right? And like idolizing yeah. pleasure, pleasure-seeking. I was, I was going over this um, uh, not too long ago um, with a family member of mine too as well because I've had to re really reorientate my mind over around this concept that we're talking about right now mm -hmm. um, is that day-to-day uh, -day tasks, even day-to-day -day tasks. Um, I would get my work done all the time. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good at getting my work done, right? I'm usually a last-minute kind of guy uh, and I work good under pressure, but my work gets done. 
when things start to pile up, I can still get my work done, but I would always like be looking towards the end of the task just to try to get through it mm-hmm. so I can relax. And I was, I was putting relaxation on a pedestal. Yes. As the goal. And so I was just, I, 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 I wasn't taking any joy in the work that I was doing because right. I just wanted to get past it. You just wanted to get through it. Right. Eventually I'm not going to be able to keep that mentality. I'm just not going to do my work right. after, after a while. I'm lucky enough or not lucky enough, blessed enough to still be, you know, young, um, you know, healthy in, in some regard. Um, and <laughs> I can do my work with a, a pile of stress on me. Right. But a lot of that is going to weigh, it's going to age me <laughs> if I keep doing that. And so I go, why, why is it that I always struggle even through the most mundane task and I don't want to do it? Uh-huh. It's because I'm not taking joy in what God has given right, me. Right, the to work glory. God yeah. has given me. I'm not looking at the, f- I'm not looking at this as I'm doing this to the glory of God. Right. You're and looking at it as a burdensome. Yeah, I have to take care of this. I, have I to must do this. do this. Yes, I and, and then I'm I, obligated th- to yeah, do this. Then I can sit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean that is very common in 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 people's lives. Oh very, my gosh! Very, All I over mean, the it place. just said it right there. Yeah. Is that we want our leisure time? You yeah. know, and, and and anything impedes on our leisure time. Uh, leisure time, we don't want to do it. You right. know. And I knew the importance of work. That's the thing that God taught me first, right? Like you have to labor. Right. But I never understood the concept of taking joy in that labor. Uh, I always thought, oh, I have to work because Adam, you know, ate the fruit or anything. No, we were always supposed to work. We just do it through thorns and thistles now. Right. So we have to have a reorientation of our mind. And because I'm reconciled unto God, I get to do these things for him. Right. And he gets to give me the strength to do. Right. That. I reap the benefits from it, but he gets glorified. Right. In it, and I still reap those benefits. It's amazing. It's like the most unsymbiotic relationship in right. existence. It's all for you. It it's really is. It's all for you. God, like, it's all for you. Yeah, and it glorifies, that's how he's decided to glorify himself. Right. And so, yes, God is out for his own glory. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you know how much that benefits you? <laughs> uh, right, like, if we, so we get to be, we get to reap the spoils. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, the, the, the world says that, you want to be like people are always looking to better themselves to improve themselves, right. but they have no idea like why, right? Well, I mean, really, it's it's for your own legacy, for personal legacy, right? Right. Um, and that's futile. That's futile, and it's so sad. It's so heartbreaking because the truth is, how many of you guys even know like your first and last, the first and last names of your great grandparents? Yeah, we're talking about like three generations. That's not very long, right. guys. It isn't about your name. It's about Christ. That's the the legacy that you want to li- leave and live for. Blakeman. There you go. <laughs> Remembered it. Blakeman? <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, name of my great-grandparents. Bla- oh, uh, last yeah. name? Yeah. Blakeman? Yeah. On your mom's or your... My mom's, uh, my dad's, I don't know. So, yeah. On your mom's side, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, that it's <laughs> just a little challenge. For Sorry. You, so. <laughs> I go, it's just well, because well, you challenged me when I go. <laughs> Dang, she's right. What is it? Oh, okay. Uh, but I don't know my dad's. Do you know so. the first name? No. Uh, our, our, first uh, names. You got me on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. Like that, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. And like you not knowing it isn't sinful, right? right but right. that's the point. God's legacy is the legacy that stands. So. If we're doing all things, if we're resolving to be better, 
and we're relying on God's strength to do those things, right? And we're working hard. We're not engaging in sin of slothfulness, laziness. We're not doing those things. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Right. Like you're absolutely, there's nothing unbiblical about setting goals and working towards them. Right. right? Your resolve just needs to be about Christ and not yourself Mm. and not relying on your own willpower. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically it, right? That is really it in a nutshell. And it is glorifying and it is uh, so fulfilling. And listen, you're going to fail in this yes. regard too as well. So I don't want to set you up to, to where let's say, oh, this is all I got to do. And all of a sudden <laughs> I'm in ma- at the mountain. But I just want to harken back to one thing that we, uh, uh, that, that we said, um, you know, about having that burden taken away from you, even though the struggle is still there right. is because you built those foundations and in that, you know, that God is good. So, you know, regardless of, you know, your failures or your success, the, what is preeminent is the fact that there is no condemnation in Christ. Amen, brother. My goodness. Yes. And you could resolve in your heart, but remember God is still sovereign. Right. And sometimes usually, usually, <laughs> He's got another thing going on. I know, I know. And he sees in what way you need to be sanctified. Yes. You can always learn these things. There's going to be a a, a threshold that you're going to cross in your uh, sanctification. And I think that uh, maybe, Robin, you can testify to this, to where you are stable. And you can't start doing these things. Sure. And that's the way, and, and, and to get you to that point uh, to was tremendous sanctification and well, and what I'm, seemed so like chaos. I want to be real careful and very humble. Like I'm, there are lots of areas that God's working on this in me sure, sure. right now. Like I'm in no way. But there was that time where it seemed chaotic learning everything. Well, chaotic and like unattainable. Yeah, right. Because again, like relying on myself. I- exactly. And then all of a sudden you cross that threshold and you go, I get it. Right. There, then, there's real freedom in that. A little bit more structure and order started mm-hmm. coming your way. Though, yeah, you're not there yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it still is there. I mean, if you just analyze it from day one to now, you're like, oh, yeah, tremendous, tremendous, yeah. I think, too, like, especially, so this is, we, we can end with this, and this might be, like, a little more insight. One of the things that I've been guilty of um, is excusing slothfulness or like laziness but like inattention or lack of awareness really Mm. a lack of attention um to certain areas um because i felt like righteously vindicated and so what i mean is like for example (laughs) when i was done with graduate school and after i like was had studied and passed the licensing exam Mm. um i felt entitled Mm. to not read anything. Mm. I felt entitled not to study things. Wow. I felt like, ew. I don't have to do that. I don't don't want to do it. My brain is scrambled eggs. Like it needs a Mm. rest essentially. Mm. Um, And I think part of that was actually related just to the like psychological experience of going through graduate school and writing a dissertation and defending it like the whole thing. Man, I've, 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 Man, yeah, we we I, I knew there was a reason that we uh, should do a podcast together because <laughs> uh, I felt that same way. Uh, especially when I came out of drug addiction, all I did was study. It was a really good way to re- reorientate my mind from trauma sure. and everything like that. I always tell people, and I go, you know, you're struggling uh, traumatically in your mind. 
go go take a class or read something, <laughs> concentrate on a craft. It really does, you know, it unravel helps, things. It helps yeah. you process. Do yeah. puzzles or something like that. Keep your, you know? Give your hands something to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah get, get something to do and then, you know, rest. Uh, but uh, and so and that's what created that. But I studied so much yeah. to where now when I look at a book, I go, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I, for a little bit of me uh, at that uh, point went, yeah, God, I don't need to read anymore kind of thing like that. I did that same thing. Right. So, yeah. so that's prideful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's air. It's like a weird arrogance. It's like, yeah. a, and it's so crazy because like it doesn't manifest as feeling prideful. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those like those insidious type of sins right. because it it's disguised. Now, what I could have done was going. Nick, you can relax, yeah. you know, much study wears the bones. It says that in Ecclesiastes and then for a time and then go back. Well, see, and here's the thing that I didn't want to go back at all in so. that. What I was doing was not, not what I was doing was taking credit for my accomplishment yeah. and not glorifying God. Right. Like I was, I was look at my, look at what my will and determination did, even though in right. my head, like I'm, I'm always acknowledging that God, oh my gosh did that like brought right. me through that oh my goodness but right. that's really what that speaks to is that like I feel entitled to feel proud of myself mm -hmm. and to feel like ooh, I did all this work and now mm -hmm. I don't so and again, you've, earned, you've earned your I've earned uh, it. abstinence exactly yeah. <laughs> I've learned my break I've learned my like Netflix binge for yeah. the next six months never helps no and the problem is is like again my sin in that is not being focused on Christ my sin is elevating my myself esteeming the work of my hands over right. the work of god's right um and that like <laughs> burnout you know like right. the psychological burnout of all there's no there's no nothing wrong with taking a break from something if you know exactly take a break yeah. from it but that's not just what i was doing yeah. i wasn't saying oh, okay yeah like i'm worn out i'm gonna watch you TV were just for a little bit. you were saying i was saying no I, more i ever. earned this yeah like i deserve this i'm owed this yeah. because i worked so hard. are you kidding right, me right right yeah are you kidding me when so when was the uh the point where <laughs> you're like i was wrong when oh man um or i mean what what get gave you that epiphany obviously god gave you this epiphany but uh what, what was going on in that time May, now you can lay it down on the couch if you'd like <laughs> um i'm actually i'm trying to think of the time i'm actually not really sure of what the timeline yeah, yeah. was um you just kind but of just I, remember having it yeah. but i was reading like i had i read something again oh okay um i picked up it was a study of like a um um it might have been something out of Wilson's like can't impress I can't remember what the study was either but I started right. I read something again and my reflex wasn't like as soon as I started you know like opening the book right and when it went I was like oh I'm so grateful for that and it dawned on me like oh I need to keep this is a mess of your own making yeah yeah. And like something that you love to do. I yeah. love to read. I've always loved to read since I was a kid. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um <laughs> Were you more of a fiction or nonfiction? As a kid, yeah. uh fiction. Okay. Yeah. Um and I enjoy both now. Yeah. I do enjoy both. I listen it's to interesting. I like listen to and read a lot of true crime. Um, you guys know that about me though. Anyway, yeah. Um I digress a little bit. Yeah. But Sorry. that that like it's the same idea like when you rely on your like rely on your will right you're gonna revel in your will and in your accomplishment rather right. than directing your focus to the cross which is where it belongs right 
Well, that is a good segue, and we'll end that uh, right there. Just your journey to the cross. That's to the cross. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. Um, we thank you for listening. We hope this was edifying. Yes. In your resolve, in uh, you going back now and analyzing those. Yes. Remember, even though the struggle is real. Yes. Take courage. Take heart. He has overcome the world. Love you guys. Love you guys.